Ooh. I thought we were doing that at the same time, right? Oh, there. I was going to do a little after you on that one. <laughs> oh. You know what it is? It's episode six. And we're back. And we're back. We had to take a week off. A little 19 scare. But fuck that. We said fuck that. We're all good over here. Yeah, you know you know the drill by now. It's wild times. Volatile <sighs> times. Anything can happen. But we're, we're always going to come back no matter what. We got another famous one. Another famous one. And I think we promised that we, promised that we were going to do this one. We, we're going to do the Heady Topper. Shout out to Alchemist. Again. Back-to-back weeks. Well, back-to-back episodes, I should say. Yeah, and it's widely known as another world-class beer. And Alchemist I, is just diehard fans. And I disagree. You disagree, huh? I disagree already. Yeah, we got to get a good sip in and get a moment of silence and give it a rate. I'll tell you what. I, uh... I had one of these, like, last week, a week and a half ago, and I didn't like it that much, but this is, like, ice cold, and it's way better. It's much better, this this cold. Way actually. better ice cold out the can. I didn't really like it as much last time, but I like it now. And now I'm, like, rethinking what I was thinking before. I gave, oh, I gave Focal Banger, I believe, what, an 8, 9, I think? Something like um, that. I had a 7, 8. You have a, for this one right here? No, no, no. That was, the Focal Banger was 7.8. So you had a 7.8. I had like an 8.9. This one, I like Focal Banger better. I think I still like Focal Banger. I did? Better. But not by much, though. Like, I might do this one like 7.6. Seven, 7.6? Six. Seven, six? Yeah. I think I would give this a, I think an 8.1. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Because, and I'll say it again. If I seen, if there was, it was out in a package store and there was only this and the other one, I'm going to buy Focal Banger. But if there's other options, I'm going to explore the other options first. I would as well. It's not like I see the Alchemist and I have to buy it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would be like that and with maybe Ice Cream Man. I like Ice Cream Man more. That's something where I would see it and I'm going to have to buy it. Yeah. You know, yeah, uh, exactly. I mean, I know Treehouse. Shruggy is another one for me. Shruggy was a fantastic. I haven't seen it since. Uh, any kind of Treehouse beer, which we haven't got to do yet. No, we haven't. If we just so happen to stumble upon someone that was just walking from some treehouse, yeah. I mean, I might have to snatch it from him and give him like twenty bucks. Just have to rob him. Yeah, Blah. rob him, but put twenty bucks in his pocket. Yeah, like here you go, bitch. Or just straight up fucking rob. Or rob him. See how much money he has. Yeah, you know. And then you know what? We'll give that beer ten. Quick ten. Probably. 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 I had a couple though. Have you had some or no? Treehouse. Yeah. Yeah, I have had my fair share. I've had a couple of them. Yeah. We haven't done it on the show no. yet. Uh, if I had to guess, I'd probably give. the They'd they'd be in the mid nines minimum, but that's Treehouse. This is Alchemist, and like I said, I'll give it an eight point one. Uh, it's a world class beer. And what did you get for a score on on the, on the website? Well, like oh, it was a hundred. Hundred. Yeah. And I don't think it's. I a think 10 it's out of like the drink. number one. Or no, I'm sorry, it's it's up there. It's not number one though. I think a Treehouse is number one on Beer Advocate. Yeah, like Doppelganger or, or uh, one of those fucking ones over there. And for Julius, me, I and, think it is. Yeah, and for me, it's an it's. It's a bitter taste. It's a very bitter, prominent bitter taste. Yeah. That sticks around for a while. It's not, there's no real juice to it. There's no. Not a, there's not and a sweetness I think, to it. And not, not to say like that makes it a bad thing. Is it because we're from Connecticut? It could be, yeah, because we have our own style of beer. Yeah. Like, New England just has that juicy flavor. I love juicy IPAs. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get a little bit more into stouts, though. Stouts, yeah, because I think stouts are very... Um, just diverse. They're, yeah. they're dynamic in the way you could do like the milk stout, the oatmeal. You could do the, the bourbon barrel, the peanut butter. The you know you throw you throw some uh, 
bourbon. Because that there. dragon's milk that we did was fire. And that was phenomenal. Yeah, was that was the hibiscus. Hibiscus, or, uh, raspberry, raspberry hibiscus. Yeah, and and those are wild flavors to be throwing in a beer. And yeah. you probably have to go stout mm-hmm. if you're gonna go that way. Yeah. Which made it so good because you just don't experience something. Um, I like the peanut butter. I know you don't, but maybe chocolate. But you know what? I had the the one from Alvarium was good. Uh, the nutty nutty cluster cluster was nutter that a stout cluster nutter. Yeah, well, it was, was either, maybe it was a porter. It was yeah, dark that, though. That was I think that was a porter. Yeah. Right? No. Yeah. But either way, that was like a peanut butter one, and I didn't really mind that at all. Yeah, because like it wasn't over the top with the peanut butter. Yeah. So exactly. that's why that was probably why Just I liked it. Hint. But this is this right here, the heady topper. It's a double, it's a double IPA, and it's, it says it's not intended to be the biggest or most bitter. But I mean, that's I really, get pure bitter. For it's me. meant to give you wave after wave. This is off the back of the can. Yeah, it's meant to give you wave after wave of hoppy goodness on the on your palate. Tremendous amounts of American hops will creep up on you. And I get that, but that's just not my style of beer. I mean, Yeah, nah. It's not mine either. I like the hazies. The, the hazies see, I would like yeah. to pour it out and see what it looked like because I feel like it's darker. It's like one of those darker IPAs Like, because you could just taste it. But I'm, I'm laughing because it says keep it cold but not ice cold. And I like this way better as cold as possible. Because, I don't know yeah. why. But, like, maybe it's because I get less of the flavor. I don't know. No, I agree with that, too. And, I mean, I give it, I'm give it. i giving it an 8.1, so it's still good. It's still it's still a good drink. It's still it's good. And if you haven't had it, I'd recommend getting it and trying it because not everybody's taste buds are the same. And, uh, you know, I think I pissed somebody off last last time by rating Focal Banger the way I did. So they probably won't like that I wait rated this one. You know, everybody's different. You know, but I'm just not a big fan. Yeah, it's, it's more it's fan. more about based on how we're feeling about it. It's not saying it's a shit quality beer, but it's how it's kind of aligning with our taste palettes, I should say. Yeah. So don't fucking hate me for rating it the way I rate it. All right. Yeah, well, we'll Let do, me do my thing. We'll you do, make your own fucking podcast, bitch. <laughs> we'll get some kind of criteria going sooner or later. Yeah. You no, know? nah, but I rate it as if like I can't because I'm not a professional beer maker. I can't be like, oh, I get notes of. This hops and that hops and this and that and f- flowers and this and all this shit, dude. I, I only rate it as if I'm gonna buy it again. That's it. Yeah. Like if I walk into the store and I see Hetty Topper, is it an automatic grab or am I gonna look around for a little bit and see if I find something else? Yeah. Our that, criteria is much more based on our personal palate yeah. rather than, I would say, the quality like, of things. like professionalism in, in yeah. the beer community. Yeah, because because the way people put beer into words on like Beer Advocate, uh, I like reading about it, but I personally, even though we write too, like I write a lot, but I just can't find the words to describe most drinks that I'm having. Yeah, but they have like they're like trained palates though. They have like yeah, trained it's, palates. It's true. Like we were watching. Like the, you do know, uh, the wine. It's like the same thing. Yeah. Like when what was that cooking show we were watching? Um, what was his name? Was it Bobby Flay? Bobby Flay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Bobby Flay goes off against the random. Yeah, 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 cut. against or somebody. Yeah, it's Be Bobby Flay. That's what we were watching. Yeah, yeah, and he goes, like the random chefs, right? Yeah, and yeah. And they, the random chefs, chef off against each other. The winner goes on against Bobby Flay, but then they have, like, the judges do, like, the double blind test mm-hmm. of each dish. Yeah, and they're just picking out they're the ingredients. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I get the, ma- I almost said magenta, but that's a color. Like, you know, the cumin and, and all this other spices and shit. It's like, yo, it either tastes good or it fucking doesn't. Like, that's it to me. And they're like, just, they're like, just a hint more of the salt. You know yeah, like, how could how you really tell? Like, you need uh, a pinch more salt? Really? You you know that? Like, anything simple as, like, home fries. Like, they're breaking it down to, like, the core. It's, like, it's, it's either good or it ain't. And that's it. Which that was a good show, though. I can't lie. 
I love cooking shows. Yeah. Chopped, amazing. But my favorite one's probably Kitchen Nightmares. Or no, 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 I'm sorry. Well, Kitchen Nightmares is good too, but Cutthroat Kitchen is probably my favorite. That's the one where they get like 25000 and they have to bid on like sabotages for other people. Just lit. Yeah, are you the one, when we when we have like a drinking night at someone's house, are, are you the one that's leading the charge on this in the morning of? What? Because every time I've waken up and I tend to wake up later when we drink, but there's always a cooking show on. Yeah, Probably. Together. Or Darren. Darren might do that, too. But it's kind of fitting. I don't know. I mean, it's early in the morning. but It's a chill vibe, but it's competitive, though. Yeah, it's it's kind of nice when, you know, after you've had a night of drinking. Yeah. You could be hungover. You could be not. But you're just chilling in the morning. You're watching a cooking show with your boys. But it's it's comfortable. But you know what I like about cooking shows is you can't... It's not always predictable. Some of them are. Like, you know, like, oh, when they cut to commercial and they, like, subtly hint, like, that person sucks... Or, like, they don't, like, there's just one person, but they don't have any of those cut scenes of them talking. Like, you know they they walked off first. Like, you already know they're done. I like the little sound effects that they'll almost, like, it seems like they pull out of a horror movie. Like they'd oh, be yeah. Like, be like Michael Myers, like, creeping up behind to just, just to zoom in on the food and let you know it's trash. Like, da, 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 da. <laughs> it's fucking just, a, and if I, if I made it, it would be worse. So I feel bad for these people. But actually, you know, I'm pretty nice with cooking now. I made lamb chops last week. That shit was yeah, fucking lamb, lamb, awesome. Lamb is an elegant meat. Right yeah, there. it was good. I grilled that shit up, made cauliflower rice. This is my new favorite. And then a little, pot- uh, no, not, yeah, potatoes too. I never had lamb. I never had veal. So you never had veal? No. You're Italian, you never had veal? No, I mean, it's more of a choice. I just don't. Oh, you don't want it? Just don't want it like that. Uh, it's... Is it because it's a baby? I mean, for, from the moral point of view, I mean... It doesn't affect me that much. It's just something I haven't gotten into. Uh, I mean, I've said it before. Yeah, so I've heard. Yeah, and it's very, it mixes well with other things. Yeah, like veal parm. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. So I've heard. Sandwich. Oh, say less. But, you know, I've said it before. I wish I was a more experimental eater, but I stick to very basic and plain things. See, that's the thing, and we might have touched on this before. It's like, maybe it has to do with me being in a restaurant, but it's it's tough to go out to a restaurant and buy, like, say, duck, duck confit. And it's 40 bucks, and you get it, and you hate it. And it's like, oh, I just spent $40. Because you don't want to be that guy. It's like, oh, I don't like this. And you hand it back. And you, you don't want to pay for it, cause you, but you ordered it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, it's tough, but you. for me, it's like I kind of know what flavors I like. And if it sounds like I might like it, I'll try probably try it. And that's kind of like the, the blessing of going to, of being someone that likes to try new restaurants. If you're going to go try new restaurants, at least, and you get a bad meal, at least you know you're not going to go back there. You know, the service wasn't good, the food wasn't good, whatever. But if you're someone that likes to travel around, try new dishes, try new restaurants, mm. at least you'll always be knowing like what's what's at the top of your list, what what don't you like. See, it's funny you say that because, like, I'll go to a new restaurant, and if they have calamari, I have to have it. Excuse me. I have to have their calamari because I love calamari, but, like... I don't say, like, say you just said, like, if I go to a restaurant and get a bad meal, I don't necessarily say I'm never going back there because I might have just ordered something funky, like, that I, I haven't heard before or, like, never tried. But, it, like, the presentation is also, like, a big factor. Because if it comes out looking like shit and it tastes like shit, then I would just assume that everything else looks and tastes like shit. Yeah. But if it looks good, but it I'm not feeling the taste like that, I would assume that I could probably order something else that I'm more familiar with and like it. So I might come back. 
And service is a big thing too. Like if you're if you have shit service, I don't care how good your food is, I'm not coming back. Definitely service. It sets off the whole vibe from the beginning. But you're like you're right about the presentation part. I mean, having that personality as a server too, you're looking forward to that. I was telling my dad earlier, it's funny because like new restaurants a lot of times it's hard to get good servers, good bartenders, because you don't know how they perform because you can't like especially like pre opening, because you don't know how they're gonna perform. And it's like, I feel like a lot of people say like, oh, I could be a waitress because I go to restaurants or I could be a waiter because I go to restaurants. Like, and I've seen how people, you know, I know what people want in a server. Like, nah, that's not how, that that doesn't mean you could be a good server because it's a mental thing. It's a whole process in your head. And like the training has a lot to do with it, but management has a lot to do with it as well and how they set their restaurant up. But it's, it's tough. Like for me, if the service sucks and the food's good, I probably still won't come back. Yeah. Like, service is the biggest factor for me on coming back to a restaurant. Yeah, I agree. I think service is a lot. A lot to do with it, um, especially when tip is involved. Like, you're... I've tipped on the worst servers yeah. ever. Yeah. Just because I, I, I believe in that karma. Yeah. So I can't not... Unless it's, like, outrageous, you know? Like, you were just, like, disrespected us or something. Shout out to that restaurant. I won't name. But, actually, fuck it. Kava, you suck. <laughs> Your whole restaurant sucks. Was, was the- your food sucks. Your service sucks. Your managers suck. Your owners suck. And your decorations are lit, but it doesn't make up for it. You guys suck. And this is it. Is this the place that doesn't allow you to share your dish with other yes. people? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to ask you before you even mentioned this restaurant. I'm like, well, what is your stance on places that are like that? It's dumb. And I think it's dumb because even with such an Italian family, and my family, like, they like to go out to eat. Yeah. But no matter what, it's it's almost common that you're going to share your dish. Like, someone's always going to... In my family, like, someone's always going to offer you a piece. And, and that's just what you do. Like, yeah, you know, it's, just, it's family style. Like, everybody's sharing shit. Like, and I see it all the time. Like, you might order... Like, let's say we both want knockies. But if you're going to get it, I'm going to get something different because I'm going to... You know, we could do a half and half or something like that. But I heard, that, I heard stories that if you sit on the roof, you have to have a minimum of $50 on your tab. And you say that to the wrong person, that's disrespectful. Like, crazy disrespectful. Because, like, I could come in and bum me a shit, but I know how much money I'm going to spend. You know? And it's like, if you come up and be like, oh, you look like, or whatever, whatever, I'm going to assume that you just think I'm poor. When really, I'm just chilling. You know? And, like, I, you know, my money's still green. Don't come up to me talking about, oh, you have to spend a minimum of $50 to sit here. Fuck you. Spend whatever I want to spend. And it's probably going to be more. But now that you said that, I'm out. I'm going somewhere else. I'm hitting McDonald's. I go spend twenty dollars there. I'd be all set. Yeah, just out of spite. Which I get that too, because in a disrespectful way, I would like to retaliate out of spite. Oh, hundred percent. You know, you know, some people really could. I I sometimes buy more shit just to just to be like fuck you. Actually, you know what's funny? The first time I went to Kava, I was back in twenty fourteen, maybe. And I, I just stumbled upon the restaurant. I didn't go there on purpose. And uh, I walked in with a Biggie small shirt. And I knew I was underdressed off rip, right? But I kept getting looks. So I tipped the server 30 bucks on a, like 70 just to just be like, yo, I ain't broke. I just was chilling. And I, you know, whatever. The dude ended up coming running out and was like, yo, thank you so much. Like this, that, and the third. And I was like, yo, no problem. It's all good. But like, I try to do that just to change their perception. Like, maybe don't prejudge people so much. 
because I just felt like I was getting like looked at like I don't belong here. But like my money's still green, and I'm paying. It's not like I'm dying in a dashing and shit. So like I don't like that. I, I just don't like that feeling. Like if you if you project that feeling, I I can't mess with it. Yeah, can't mess with it. But now, you know, now you said this was back in 2014. Huh? Yeah, and I haven't gone there since until until last year, and then I had that other experience, mm-hmm. and then I seen a, another viral review on Facebook about like one of the owners, either relatives or like the wives or something, told this lady that if she was too poor to to eat here, don't come here. What? You're gonna tell a customer if you're too poor, don't come here? Yeah, wow. How could you? I don't know how you say that to someone. Yo, I'm well, telling you right customer, now. If you're a guy, I'm punching you in your face. If you're a girl, I'm punching one of the waiters in the face for good fucking measure. Just cause. You're gonna get somebody innocent beat up just cause you talking shit. I mean, boy, how do you say that to a customer? How do you say that to anybody? It's another yeah. human. She'd be like, yo, you're too poor, don't come around me. Like, what? Yeah. You the don't fuck like, is wrong you with you? just don't like that mentality. You nah. just don't like it. Nah. It's fucked it up. It kind of just grinds your gears just thinking about it. It's fucked up. I just got a random thought. Let's hear it. Random thought. So I've been working on finances and stuff lately. Um, you know what's funny? Like computer apps and like health class back in high school, like nobody paid attention to. But those classes are one of the most vital classes, I feel like. Like learning how to do Excel and like doing spreadsheets and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Like, later okay. in life, like, you, that's, like, one of those things where it's, like, in high school, you're, like, I'll never need that. And then 10 years later, you're, like, fuck. I wish I, yeah, I, wish I paid mean, attention yeah, to that. You lost me for a second. You said computer apps. I'm, like, what are you, t- you're, yeah, you're talking about, you're talking about Microsoft Office, Excel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excel, that's PowerPoint, Word, yeah. all that. Like, they're, like, the real basics. But they are real skills. Um, real skills. From what I've seen in, in the job search, it's... There's a lot of demand for like proficiency in Microsoft Office, all those computer skills. Like mm-hmm. it's almost it's almost like a necessity. Like, yeah. you have to have skills, but you can't just say that. Like you have to prove it. And Excel gets into crazy detail. Crazy. With the way you could build models for just about anything in the entire world. Well, that's why I was like I was showing you earlier. I have a template that one of my friends gave me. Shout out to Tyler. Um for like Documenting your finances and, and your spending, basically an expense report is what it was called. And like, you know, there's graphs and there's, you know, it, it, it adds this block with this block and subtracts this block from this block. And it's like, there's a whole algorithms behind the blocks. I never even knew you could do that because I cheated my entire way through that class. But like, to think about that, like as a skill, like that's so useful. If you could build something like that for like different aspects of like, life not only finance but like anything that has to do with numbers at all it's like even if we did a spreadsheet for fucking views or, or downloads and stuff for the for the podcast it's it's totally helpful just to keep track and see like the greens and the reds and stuff like that it's like an amazing skill to have it's crazy yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, i don't know how that popped into my head at all yeah but i'll tell you i'll tell you a story actually for when um from when i was in college and i was in this uh business fraternity so, at one at a certain point, we were doing interviews for new people, and one of the questions that popped up for uh, new people that are interviewing, because you know sometimes even companies do it too. They're gonna throw like uh, one of those real curveball questions mm-hmm. at you. Like for an example, like one time we asked something like, 
how many tennis balls would fit inside of a limousine. You know, and you have to give an answer. What? But the but the test behind it is to actually see your thought process through it. Okay, well, are you going to fold? Are you going to fold and act like a bitch? Or are you going to take a moment, just keep yourself composed, there. but not even? Are you going to give it, like, for me, from what I've learned through that, because I've asked questions like that to people, is you're going to take a minute and you're going to break it down. You're going to come up with some kind of bullshit math mm-hmm. perception. You're going to be like, all right, well, I would take... I would take a tape measure and I would measure like the first four by four space or I would measure like the ceiling to the floor of the limousine and then I would go like front window to front window and I would take that and multiply it by every space going along the whole limousine and get like a, like calculate like the square footage almost. Yeah. And get like some crazy answer, but that's what was testing. But my original point to this was like another question that we had for like was people we would ask people like are you proficient in Excel? Mm-hmm. Everyone's gonna say yeah, fuck yeah. it, yeah. But I'm are you really? Say, yeah. So so this this one dude be like, all right, well walk me through how to do a V lookup formula, and dude, just seeing people fold under pressure like that, it's pretty. It's 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 almost like See? heartbreaking, but it's it's like damn. Like well, you, you shouldn't have lied it, though. It's it's like you you shouldn't have lied, but. You know, you, you're kind of like that mentality. Like, fuck it. Like, I know Excel. Yeah. I could, I could bull, bullshit my way through it, but then they hit you with a follow-up question. Yeah, like, like all right, show me now. Yeah, like, oh, wait, me. wait, hold on. And I wasn't not to mention, for this. like, that's all, that's all, like, a V, a formula. Like, yeah, you gotta yeah. break down how to do a formula. Like, I don't even know what a V formula is. Never mind, do it in fucking Excel. Yeah, it's called a V lookup formula. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't, I still don't even know what the fuck it is, and you just told me. But yeah, no, nah, it's, it's, it's funny, but now I'm thinking about. How many tennis balls fit in a limousine? I feel like it's 3,241. See, if I were you, you say that with confidence, and I'm just being like, just this, do it yourself. Yeah, no, <laughs> I would not think about it at all. I'd be like, yeah, 3,241. Uh, like, I already did it. Like, I've done this before. I forgot what category of uh, interview questions these were These were called. But they're just, like, thought-provoking questions. Mm-hmm. Another one was uh, how many windows are... In a, in a skyscraper in New York City, like you would just name a building in New York City, like or how many windows are there yeah. in total? And then you just kind of break it down. Like, yeah, I mean, like that's like, I mean, I guess there is a way to break it down, but like at the top of your head, you're not going to know the answer. It's a number, but it's more about like how you behave. Yeah, yeah, no, that is that that is true because like you could sit there and be like, hmm, and like really like think about it so hard, but like for me, I just spit a fucking number out there. Like, I would not think about it at all. I'd just say one with confidence. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, it's like 7,612, give or take. A, but even, 100. But even though <laughs> it's unfair, it, like, it makes sense if you're trying to hire somebody, like, hire somebody, you know, and you want to see if they're if they they're going to fold, are they a problem solver? You yeah, know, see, it makes sense. See, I would follow up my answer with, like, but if there was one in front of me, like, I could figure it out myself. Like, you know, figure out how many floors, button, how many windows by fucking side of the building. Like, you could figure it out, but, like, I can't fucking spew that answer off the top of my head. Like, so, you know, I would just throw a number out there. It sounds, sounds good. 7,000, 7, whatever. It sounds great. Another question I like asking people, um, it was, I mean, I don't want to give anyone, I mean, I know how hard it is to interview and shit, mm-hmm. but. Like, I don't want to give people that hard of a time. Like, so I asked, so I would ask something lighthearted and kind of like a layup question. It's kind of easy to answer. I'd be like, what what gets you out of bed in the morning? Mm-hmm. 
Because I kind of like, I feel like in an interview, I want to see that the other person isn't like robotic, like their human side. So to see, like to ask them, like, what gets them out of bed in the morning? See, my first answer, my first thought in my head is my alarm clock. It is. Then it's a te- that's like a technical thought, though. But when you really think about it, I mean, it's just what motivates you, kind of. Yeah. See, really... like, I feel like if I was like, oh, my alarm clock, that would get a laugh out of the interviewer. And then you follow up with something like more serious, but like that, that, oh, my alarm clock buys you like 30 seconds of like thinking time to like come up with like a serious answer if they're really looking for one, you know? So I feel like, you know, I feel like I would be in your or fraternity or whatever it was. Mm. Speaking of fraternity, some kid just told me the other day that uh, one of the hazing things that people he knows has to do is drink a gallon of milk and then run a mile. And if you finish last, you have to eat the throw up. Dude, that, I mean, that that's that's just absurd. And that I, is I absurd. Mean, I'll are, tell you what, I ain't eating throw up. Y'all could jump me. These are these are like social fraternities, and I, they are they are just over the top. When is it, it really necessary to do all that though? Like, what's the point? I mean, it's supposed to be a weeding process. I can't speak on it because I wasn't in a social one. Oh, where, okay. You know, it's more of like you know, you were in a business one. It's more of a business one. It was yeah, also yeah. co-ed, so you're it's not a little gonna, bit. Less. Yeah, crazy. you're not gonna. But when you have like a, let's just say like a, a social fraternity with with all males. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's limitless. Like what could go on? Yeah, because it's just guys. Like you don't want to do that shit to girls. Yeah, and of course it's prohibited. But like they're gonna do it anyway. And I mean, there. I mean, the motive behind it is that you're weeding people out and seeing if they're a bitch or not, or if they're you know if they're actually cool. But like some of it's just straight. Straight up cruel. Like, literally... When you're older... I would shit. rather fight seven people than eat somebody else's throw up. When you're... when Like, I, y'all could jump me. I'm I think good. when you're just older, though, rather than in college, like, when you're just, like, our age, like, you kind of realize a lot of it's just dumb. Yeah, it's definitely all dumb. I feel like. Yeah. Maybe some, like... If you had, like, a serious hazing. But, like, that just seems like it's just... Like, first of all, I can't even drink milk. Like, never mind a gallon. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they force you to... They force you to do these things. I could um, barely run a mile. All over the country, <laughs> too. I mean, this is a it's a common thing to haze, even though it's not allowed, but it's still common. Yeah. It's like part of I the mean, culture. I feel like I feel like because it's not allowed, it's done more. And it's always back to the chain of like, well, I did it, so they should do it, too. And it just never gets broken. Yeah, that's true. Because, I mean, even on a lacrosse team, not that it's hazing, but it's like the freshmen have to go get the balls around the field like because i did it but that's not you have to do it's not cruelty no 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 yeah what you're saying what you're saying is true like that's the that those are things that actually happen yeah around the country yeah that's crazy of just just cruelty of like making kids do like humiliating shit all the time like i'd literally be like yo i want to join but like i can't drink milk like can i just fight somebody or like but you also don't know ahead of time what you're gonna do every day like you you just never know what's truly going to happen. From people that I've known that went through the process and, like, the shit they had to deal with, yeah, it's like they never knew what was going to happen each day. Like, at times they were, like, blindfolded and had to do crazy shit, kidnapped yeah, almost. Blindfolding me. Um, I guess I'll just stick to myself. Yeah. See, my thing would be, like, I'm not going to join your fraternity, but I'm just going to be cool with the guy who runs it. Well, that's a, like, that's a great Like, idea. I'll just be friends with the guy who runs the fraternity, so I don't have to do all the bullshit. But I'm accepted into the party. That's exactly what you got to do, yeah. And you're always going to, you know, if you if you know the person that's running it, you're on the list. Like, yo, we're cool, but, like, I ain't doing all that bullshit. I'm all set. That's really the way to do it. That's yeah, that's well, exactly. Because that's, that's how I passed high school. 
I said, fuck the teachers. I'm just going to be cool with the administration. That's how I felt in college, too. I was I felt too old to be in college, so I was like, I'm not going to join the social fraternity. Nah. I'm going to just know the people. That yeah, nah. I could, see, I could see maybe my 17-year-old self trying to chug a gallon of milk. And I'll tell you what, I ain't losing the race. I will, I will trip somebody. I will cheat. I will definitely ch- cheat because well, I'm not. If I even see somebody throw up, I'm gonna throw up. Never mind eating it. Nah, zero chance. Nah, zero chance. Negative one hundred percent chance. Probably shitting yourself at the same time. I'd rather transfer schools. Literally, I'm all set. Oh yeah, what? You can't even to eat your own. Nah, I'm all set. No, nah. talk about it anymore. Yeah, good with it. Yeah, that's a bad topic. <laughs> anyway, we're coming up here on the end, which is actually crazy because I feel like we've only been here for like five minutes. I finished my beer though. Well, that's what it feels like. Heady toppers in the books. Should I feel like? Do I feel like? Do I give like one point one more? Because I finished it. Finished no. it so fast. I drink fast. Yeah, I gotta eat your own puke. Shout out to my tequila shirt. I was tequila for uh, Halloween this year. Didn't even celebrate it, but what up? Nope, I worked so. I got to do a bunch of shots, though. People bought me shots. It was kind of slow, because, uh, you know, the 19. The 19. <laughs> Just a tad slow, but it's all right. Yeah. It's all good, man. We're still working. We're still uh, still doing good. And we're still healthy. That's the important part. We're healthy. For now. Test came back negative. Let's go. Big negative. And by the way, fuck that test. That shit is annoying as shit. If you haven't got it, don't get it. It's shitty. But yeah, we're out of here. 30 minutes. Boys and Bar Talk, episode 6. Heady Topper. Shout out to the Alchemist. Uh, Make better beer. Catch you later.